Switch. What is going on in Texas? What right now we have two things going on. We have some political gamesmanship. Okay. And we have some treasonous behavior. about the gamesmanship on the front end okay the best way to describe the motive and the reasoning behind it i always talk about the why behind the what because if people don't understand the motive or the reasoning as to why things happen then mm -hmm. they can never understand how to you know piece things together moving forward okay so the best way to explain this and i'm going to use an analogy because i always speak in analogies think about if there is a classroom there's a teacher in the classroom and she just doesn't want to go outside to watch the kids at recess Bear with me, just listen to the analogy. 25 kids in that class. The teacher says, we're gonna do a vote. Obviously, if this was real, every kid would wanna go out for recess, but just, you know, go with me. Teacher says, okay, who wants to go out for recess? 20 kids raise their hand, five kids don't raise their hand. The teacher, Nerds. you know, obviously is, you know, taking the L on that. Right. So the first step is what that teacher is gonna do is she's gonna to start to tell these kids about the dangers of all, you know, oh, you could get sick, you could fall down and scrape your knee, or, you know, there's a lot of germs outside, you know, they yeah. just start telling you all this bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, it works a little bit. Mm -hmm. It gets, you know, that number of 20 kids drops from 20 to 17. And then from there, now it's 17 to eight. Okay. But then there's no more movement. No matter how many other lies the teacher says that there's going to be a lightning strike or you're going to get, uh, you know, Hunter Biden and Joe are out there, yeah. whatever it may be. No, it's They're stuck. gridlocked. So the teacher at that point is going outside with the kids because okay. that's what the popular vote said. Okay. Unless, what if that teacher flooded the classroom with a bunch of other kids? Hmm. And then she asked the same question again. And... The kids that are coming into the classroom, they don't care what grade they're in, where they're from. Yeah. They just want more bodies in that classroom. Yeah. What I'm saying here is that the students in that classroom are representative of American citizens in this country. Okay. The additional students that would need to flood that country are the illegal migrants that are coming across our southern border. Okay. The largest margin of victory in the United States presidential election history. Do you know what it is? I'd have to say over 30. 30 what? Total. Yeah. They, all, they, they have all actually won by more than 30 votes, you moron. <laughs> I would have no... I would 17 have no million. You're not even... Really? 17 million? Close. That's the closest? No, the largest. Oh, oh, oh. The largest margin of victory in yeah. the United States presidential election history was 17 million votes. Really? There are currently 22 million illegal immigrants in this country Dude, that is crazy and the vast majority of them vote democratic because they are fed a lie that democrats care about you they give you free things well do you know what comes with those free things like health care and obama phones and all these other things they're getting and they being the government they're getting a subscription to control you because if you don't do what they say boop there goes your health insurance. Ooh, boop, there goes your Obama is there, phone. Are, is there always some sort of fear tied to that? Everything group? is. Well, I can't say every single thing is all fear related. I think a lot of it can be misleading, but there's nothing that's single faceted. What it is, is that Democrats campaign mm -hmm. 
by creating problems mm. once elected, and then they campaign on the promise of fixing those problems, but they never actually do. It's always campaigning on the promises. Think about the way that they brand themselves. Planned Parenthood, they literally do everything to prevent, parent, you know, they, they do everything in their power to prevent parenthood. Build back better. Yeah. Biden's look. The only thing he built back better was the Taliban. Yeah. Moving forward, we went way backwards. Media Matters created the fake news dossier. So, like, if, if you catch the trend here, Obama onward, we didn't go anywhere other than backwards. Oh, it's almost like wordplay. Like, what because the only response do? to it is, that's not what you are. That, that, that's what I am. Or, I'm not that, you are. It's the most childish response when you call Trump a, a white supremacist, a fascist, a Nazi. Well, no. Like, like, but you can't tell him. What are you going to say? That's not me. That's what you. That, that's you. That's what you are. It's, it's, right. it's, it's childish almost. But yeah. it's, that, that's the defense. So going back to They're Texas. arguing it. No, because you just look like a child. Yeah. It's like, that's not what I am. That's what you are. Yeah. But going back to Texas, they want to flood the borders, okay? Okay. The problem with that is not just about the election. It's not just about the votes this year. Even though I believe that this is the most consequential election in American presidential history. Really? By far. I mean, look at what we're on the cusp of. Look what we're on the brink of. Look at the destruction that we've faced the last four years. Our Constitution has just been eviscerated left and right. But beyond that, it's generally overall just about safety and, and pragmatism, feasibility. Where do we put these people? They're not here working. They're not earning a living. They're not getting apartments americans can't even get apartments did you know that 43 percent of single-family homes are now owned by corporations like blackrock and vanguard i know that's pretty wild because they're trying to squeeze out the middle class they're creating these smart cities to put you in it's becoming more and more and more and more and more unaffordable to attain the american dream right and then the third prong of why they want this to come in first two being a voting they want the votes because predominantly they're going to vote democratic B, they want them to come into the country because it destabilizes and separates the middle class out. All these taxpayer dollars are just going right towards these people. You saw it in Phoenix. You saw it in New York. Even Mayor Adams in New York City was was complaining about the overpopulation and the crisis that they're facing there. I've seen illegals sleeping in airports. They're literally sleeping in airports. Where where are they going? Like what is the Anywhere destination? Anywhere that they, there is no it's like tag, but there's no there is no base. destination. Just get them in and keep them here till November. But the third prong of this, and this is what this is, is the most scary to states. me, is the fact that they're trying to erase American culture. Mm. Our country used to be a melting pot. You would assimilate into an American culture, but yeah. you would bring pieces from your you know, heritage, your culture, wherever you were from. If you're, mm. you know, Italian, Chinese, Japanese, you came here from Australia, you came here from Guatemala, Honduras, wherever that may be, no. South Africa. You brought part of your culture to the United States and integrated that into American culture. Baseball, oh, is that what they apple meant pot. by the melting pot? That's what a melting pot is. You bring in like a flavor to it, but you're oh. merging and blending into an American culture. You're just complementing it. You're adding a spice. I'm now the fondue place. they're not trying to turn it into a melting pot. They're trying to eradicate American ideology. And what is American ideology based on? Freedom. Okay, so it's not it's not freedom culture in, like no, they do food. not want the United States of America to be predominantly white, 
They do not want the United States of America to have any level of pride or nationalism. Those terms, if you say that you're a nationalist, yeah. that is now a derogatory term. It's almost the, the equivalent of saying that you're a Nazi. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with loving the country that you are from. When did becoming a national, like when, when did, when did that? 2016. Really? When Trump said, make America great again. And that's when nationalist or nationalism became like. Yeah, because you love your country and you want to make America great again. Because it wasn't for eight years under Obama. It wasn't for a long time, frankly. Clinton had one of the easiest presidencies with, frankly, not much going on other than Monica Lewinsky. And he still couldn't even keep that under control. I mean. Did he serve two terms? Clinton? Yeah. I think so. Pretty sure he did. He's kind of just chill. I wasn't alive for the first one, so. No? No, I'm young. What year are you born? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm old enough to drink and I'm old enough to sue the president. I mean, no, I was probably, need. I think I was born during his first term, actually. <laughs> I don't even know what his term was. You have no idea? Uh, no. Before Bush? Which one? He was in between the two. Oh. I mean, that's Bushes. probably actually happened in real life, to be honest. Let me, you know, Clinton in between the two Bushes. That's probably actually a real thing. Oh, no. oh man. I mean, Epstein was probably filming it, too. Oh, well, you know, they're all going to hell anyway, so might as well send them off on a straight line because what's the we're gonna get way off what's the clinton foundation no let's say that for later it's a money laundering organization is it a 501c3 where they actually like take donations or is it just where yeah they everything money? is funded through donations all they do is have a bunch of 501c3s that are shell corporations that they just use as slush funds did you know for example here's a fun fact remember ftx and sam bankman freed yeah how the drawings okay so you from... know what happened to bernie madoff right yes okay sam bankman freed did the same thing but just bigger but he didn't get shit, nothing. And, and, they, and they they skinned Bernie alive. Yeah. So just think about he this. He was a founding member of NASDAQ. Well, you know all this money that's going to Ukraine, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So all these taxpayer dollars are going to Ukraine. After we were the ones that were essentially the ones that created the conflict. We can talk about that in another episode. I don't want to go that far off track. But we were buying Russian oil. We were pushing Ukraine to join the UN. If they did so, then they could be militarized and have uh, military you know, weaponry and have them stationed or based right at the only warm water port that goes into Russia, which would cut off their entire GDP, which is why there's the conflict there, which is why Putin invaded Ukraine, because oh, we were forcing that. We were wedging that. So once that happens, we then fund Ukraine all these billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Meanwhile, we have all these homeless people on the streets in America. And then once we give Ukraine that money, guess who was the largest funder in 2021 and 2022 of anyone that invested into FTX? Who? It was a nonprofit, actually, out of no country other than Ukraine. And really? the owner of the nonprofit, the founder, president, and CEO was uh, Zelensky, actually. And then... One of the biggest super PACs, which was legalized under Citizens United in 2010, is considering corporate donations to campaigns are free speech and therefore they cannot be limited. FTX donates hundreds of millions back to the DNC and goes into the pockets of the Democrats to run for re-election again. So oh, there's like one big triangle. They, yeah. They just take the taxpayer dollars, send it to Zelensky for the war that we created. Then he puts it into his nonprofit, invested in FTX. FTX then uses the money through its super PAC to reinvest into the DNC, and then that's the money that they use to campaign. Uh, I don't have a finance degree, but that doesn't sound 
Like it it's checks called out. corruption, and that's not... That can't be legal. It literally is not even shocking to me at this point after the amount of shit that I've seen in court. Have we ever given that much money to another country off of something that isn't really like we're tied up in? I don't want to answer yes or no because I genuinely don't know. I mean, I'm going to... Th- no. I mean, unless that's there was something... A lot from, of like, money, the only thing right? I can think of would be like... Yeah, like I, I no, I can't think that we've given that much money anytime. The only thing I'm thinking of is like rebuilding Europe after World War II is like the only thing that I can think of that we would have invested. Well, that would take a lot of money. Yeah, but it was also in the but it's in like, the 40s. So are we talking like inflation value? Are we talking like measure? Yeah. Like what are we? Regardless, I don't know how to do it. It's billions of American dollars, right? Billions of our taxpayer what dollars. Is it 175 billion? I, I, I literally today, I was talking to Gabby about something and, and she was like, oh, you know, it, it's like 150 bucks. I was like, yeah, but that's a tank of gas. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh. I just said 150 bucks is a tank of gas. When I was in, when I was in law school, I had a Toyota you. Corolla because I was broke as shit. Did you really used to have a Corolla? Yeah. $26 in North Carolina oh, to fill that no bad boy way. up. To fill it up? Yeah, man. No way. I can remember gas was like $1.90. No way. Under, under Daddy Trump. <laughs> now wait that recent it was that cheap yeah i mean i wasn't in law school that long ago either but yeah north carolina is also one of the you know it's a it's a a pretty you know stable state california yeah california do 26 bucks yeah man that's like three gallons or like walking outside anymore like i spent i I, I go outside it's 300 dollars it's 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 a it, it costs a hundred bucks to go outside every day, dude. I was at a gas station. This guy walked up, like he was he was walking by me, kind of like weird, and I was just like like hey, like what's going on or something, right? He was like, oh sorry, he was going to take a photo of how much the gas was because he was from out of town. Yeah, when it was like over seven bucks. I was like, oh yeah, you see that? Yeah, and like, you know, I want to get back onto the main topic that we started with, and if you guys haven't listened to this show before. I'm sorry, but it's going to be was, a wild, yeah. wild ride. And we, no, we were talking about Texas. So oh, I went right, through the three right. reasons that they're, that okay. this is created as a problem. But then on top of that, we have the legal issue at the Supreme Court. Now, this is one of the most absolutely abhorrent decisions our Supreme Court has ever made. And they've been wrong before. I mean, if you look at Plessy versus Ferguson, which took until Brown v. Board to overturn that it was absolutely wrong to ever hold as a matter of law that it was legal to segregate people in schools based on the color of their skin. We have the Korematsu case in in the 1940s, uh, which was focused on the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II, where if you were Japanese, you got thrown in jail. It doesn't matter if you're an American citizen, doesn't matter anything. They threw you in jail. Those are two of the biggest stains that I can think of on American history. And the decision that they made in this case between Biden and Texas over the border is in my opinion, the third, definitely are top you serious? Five. Yes, really, because they are absolutely, unequivocally disregarding the rule of law. And you what, know who which, was the swing what, vote? Uh, Amy Coney Barrett. We had the number four Steady Eddies. Uh-huh. You know, I call I call them Clarence and the boys. They're always straight. Okay. Gorsuch has a, a he 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 screwed up a couple times, but I'll, I'll you know we got we got how many we got we got eight or nine, not on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, we now have Kantaji, Jackson Brown, or you know whatever. I, I don't know. What's there's like starting? I don't I don't know when there's three names. I always mix up the second two, but whatever. Th- those five and I and I mean 
I just say Roberts is a liberal. I mean, he, he probably sold cheaper than some of the, you know, ladies that attend those parties <laughs> Madison Cawthorn talked about, if you know what I mean. Uh, you know, I, I can't. I don't actually. I, you, I, when oh, I got, Madison I Cawthorn follow... was talking about like all like the like the orgies and stuff in D.C. with like members of Congress and everything. I don't know who Madison Thorn. Madison, the kid in the wheelchair, man. He was in Congress. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Dave oh, Chappelle. Dave made Chappelle. A, no, the, he's not from Dave Chappelle. He's from North Carolina, and he was elected as a member of Congress. Oh, really? Yes. You just remember the part where Dave Chappelle made fun of him because <laughs> no one would invite a dude in a wheelchair to an orgy. That's all you remember. Anyway, that's where the name rings a bell. Going back where to the time, yeah, this Jesus, oh my <laughs> God, this is gonna be this is gonna be a wild ride with you on this podcast. Point being, the Supreme Court just absolutely disregarded the rule of law. They held that the federal government was permitted to go into Texas to cut the barbed wire right. that Paxton and Governor Abbott, Paxton being, you know, Ken, uh, Ken Paxton, Texas Attorney General, mm-hmm. went in there Shout out Paxton. to block illegal immigrants from coming into Texas. It's not because they're against people from other nations. Right. It's because they're trying to protect the citizens of of the state of Texas, like every leader in this country should be focused on doing. And instead of focusing on Americans, those in DC under Biden and his administration could not give a shit about Americans. They want to destroy everything and we are going to be eaten alive from the inside out and we are seeing it happen in real time. And we just saw the catalyst with the Supreme Court endorsing it the law specifically requires if you want to enforce immigration Mm -hmm. the government's prevailing argument in terms of the government being biden they win they were correct it was a supremacy clause argument the supremacy clause says if there's ever a conflict between a state law Mm -hmm. and a federal law the federal law wins okay It's, it's sort of like if the you know if the teacher says no, but the principal says yes, the principal wins. Ah, okay, okay. So you're the student. You yeah. know, you, there's there's different layers. Right. However, if the teacher says no, you can't do that, it's illegal, and the principal tells you you got to do it and it's illegal, who's in the right? The teacher. Because you took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States, not the mm-hmm. policy agendas of the bureaucrats in Washington. And they are trying to flood the border. They are claiming that the supremacy clause, and I, I think the statute was like 8 U.S.C. 1357B. I, I could be wrong on it if I'm completely off. Shot in the dark. That's my recollection, too, is that yeah, you, 8C. You don't even know what USC stands for. Do you know what USC stands for? Go Trojans. I knew I I knew that was coming before I even Let Reggie back in. Give him his Heisman. It stands for United States Code. Anyways, oh, really? In front of the, you know, the long words? No, they're they're actually numbers. numbers. Ah. Yeah. yeah, and then there's words that follow the numbers. What's the? How do they do that one thing? It's like that. it's a section symbol. Is it? Yeah. Is it's it on like, the keyboard? If you hold Option Six on a really Mac, or Option Seven is the paragraph symbol. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm spelling Shiloh like that from here on out. Okay, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, it, I'm not even going to say what just came to mind. I'm just going to let that one go. But, okay, going back to actually substantive information here. Damn, you make this difficult. 
the whole point of what they were doing was they're claiming the supremacy clause mm-hmm. s- trumps Texas law after they had legislation passed to, you know, put up barbed wire to defend the Texas border. The federal government said, no, no, no. We as the federal government under the statute I just said, I think it was 8 U.S.C. 1357B, mm-hmm. is permitted to enter onto private land within 25 miles of the border for the purposes of immigration laws, enforcing immigration policies and, and, you know, regulating immigration. Here's the kicker. They're not regulating it. You can't claim that you have a right to go on private land to regulate immigration when you're going on private land to do the opposite of regulate it. You're trying to facilitate illegal immigration. And the Supreme Court said, eh, we'll side with them. And Amy Coney Barrett was the deciding decision. So they were using that word regulation? No, they were just relying on the statute that said that they have the authority under federal law to mm-hmm. be on private land. And the Texas National Guard were saying, no, you're not coming onto our private property. This is Texas state land. You are not coming on here because when you were on here, you were creating dangerous situations for the citizens of this state. And after the Supreme Court ruled, Governor Abbott said, I'm adhering to my oath to uphold the Constitution. Oh, wow. And I took an oath to the Constitution, not to the Supreme oh, Court. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm tracking. And that is where their rub is. So they had the National Guard right. stay. First and foremost, I must caveat this by saying that the Supreme Court's order said that the federal government had to be permitted to go in and cut the barbed wire you know, that was put up. Never in that order did it say that they couldn't put, that, that Texas couldn't put more barbed wire up. So fine, That's come cut this in. So we're just going to start, keep put more up, put more barbed wire up. And then after that, they're not backing down. So then Biden threatens to federalize the Texas National Guard. And what does that mean? So the National Guard is controlled by the governor of the state. The governor is the commander in chief of the state's National Guard. Okay. Until it's federalized, which means we're like bringing you up from the minors. You know, it's like bring, like you get brought up at the National Guard. And then Biden uh, or whoever is controlling him uh, is, you know, the, the, the president of the United States is the commander in chief under the constitution. Now Biden can't spell commander nor can he spell chief and he probably doesn't understand what constitution is because he's probably both incontinent and frankly doesn't have a clue what what is even happening at this point. I don't think Biden knows that his I would be shocked if he even understood that Hunter did crack, honestly. That's how that, that he's like a decrepit octogenarian at this point. He's over 80. The man can barely even move. Point the being, words are just no, is like sure, like, and I'm gonna pressure the Mary and Jesus and the mm. airplanes. And he, he like finished a speech. Like, he finished a speech before everyone. It was like a State of the Union address, and he, at the end of it, he goes, "Go get him." I'm like, "Who the fuck are you going to get? Who are you talking to?" The, the mumble for me. I heard turn under under pressure, like, and, and like he literally will walk away from a podium and stick his hand out. To shake the hand, and it takes him like more than a couple seconds. It's like three seconds. Like three seconds doesn't sound long. You, if you're listening right now, stick your hand out and hold it there and count to three and realize that he did that to nobody on national television. And that is the leader oh. of our country. Oh. Allegedly. Point being, once they get federalized. Okay. The see, Texas you've got, I've, I've gotten better at going back to the topic because I've had to hang out with you so much. Once the, it's federalized with the National Guard. Right. Then technically Biden's controlling the Texas National Guard, not Abbott. Okay. 
Well, now there's 25 other states in Texas that are backing and supporting Abbott and the state of Texas. And what are they doing? Are they sending their National Guard? Yes. Oh, wow. But here's the kicker. You need a reason to federalize the National Guard. Okay. And right now, the only conceivable reason that they can rely on is the very problem that they created at the border. So they'd have to concede that it's a problem in order to do it. Admit that what they did with opening... They would have to admit that there is a crisis at the border oh, in order to nationalize... Oh. Or, excuse me, or in order to federalize the National Guard. Oh, okay. But they're saying there's nothing wrong at the border. Are they really saying there's nothing wrong at the border? Have you... Oh, yeah. You, we started this by saying you don't watch the news. Yeah. They also want to give all these illegal aliens citizenship, which is part of that replacement theory I was talking about, getting rid of the American ideology. Nadler said it in a open floored hearing jerry nadler literally said that we are below replacement theory levels what does that mean replace essentially there's going to be less whites than others in this country they are trying to eradicate the american identity and you know what it's it's to a point now where People need to actually realize that there are two things that they need to decide. People need to actually understand that there are decisions that need to be made and it's on an individual level. The first decision that they need to make is whether they are willing to allow their future to be in the hands of anyone but themselves and just say, you know what? I just don't give a shit because I am complacent in my life. I'd rather bury my head in the sands, look up some football stats, go out with the boys and have a beer and ride the ship or sit on the Titanic until it sinks. Or are you going to be the type of person that decides to actually pick up a shovel, start digging, pick up a gun, start fighting. And for all the NSA freaks and CIA, you know, fuckers, I wasn't (laughs) saying actually shoot anyone. I was saying, metaphorically speaking, picking up a gun. <laughs> damn it! I know that they, dude. Like they, you've you've heard them tap my phone. You, you like they just literally were just like Kr! and you like you you like they literally my phone like service just goes to shit. Every single person that I call, black. their phone starts messing up every single time, every single time. In any event, that's creepy. My point being is you can either choose to fight mm-hmm. or you can choose to get trampled. Because How do you it's fight? Coming. First and foremost, you fight by being educated. Okay. If you don't even know what your rights are and you don't even know mm-hmm. what the problems are that are going on, mm-hmm. you don't even have awareness because yeah. you're just completely, you know, ignorant. And I'm not saying ignorant in a, in a derogatory sense. Right, I'm just right, saying like, right. you're just, you just don't know. Yeah. You need to get involved. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you need to actually understand how your rights can be used and how to enforce them because mm-hmm. our courts and the judicial system while very broken and tattered, are not entirely defunct yet. Okay. We still do have a constitution, but if that constitution erodes anymore mm. and we have no justice system or mm. the justice system that we have doesn't actually bring justice, there are only two other options left, and that's either tyranny or civil war because the courts are literally the only mechanism by which we still have in this nation to maintain social order, social order decorum, and safety. Mm. Because if we don't, that's we're going to turn into Lord of the Flies. I've never seen it. It's a book. Oh. That's why you've probably never seen it. Think of the Lord of the Rings. No. What? You're, you're like Gollum, Jesus. It, I just forgot what I was going to say. 
That doesn't surprise me. I'll just keep going. But if if people don't realize this, people don't understand that you can win in the courts. Okay. How? Like, what do everyday normal people do as a, as 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 it pertains to acting on their rights? First and foremost is faith. They have faith and they have courage and they don't waver. Two days ago, I had a hearing in Texas. A woman was 59 years old. She was a nurse her entire career. And not only was it just her job, it was her passion. It was what she loved. This woman cared so much about helping people that she just was such a, she just studied you know, mm. just, just voraciously. She just yeah. loved learning about how she can help. She wanted to know more and more and more. She just had this mm. appetite to learn as much as she could and share that knowledge mm. and help as many people hands-on as she That's could. She gift, dedicated man. her entire life as a nurse. Wow. Then after serving her whole career and it, she finds out that her son needs to have an emergency life-saving spine surgery, mm. high risk spine surgery. So she had to travel to New York. The kid's 14 years old. You have to travel to New York because that's where the the best surgeon is for this. It's a very high-risk procedure with a very significant rate that he would end up permanently paralyzed the rest of his life. But it was a life-saving surgery. It was either... Yes. So while she's there, she takes out from LA leave. Mm -hmm. And she's up there and finds out, oh, you know, like the week after she leaves, you know, they finds out that, oh, all of a sudden you need to be vaccinated against COVID-19 or have an approved religious accommodation or medical exemption in order to keep your job. Well, she's a pro-life anti-abortion Christian, and she does not want to put a product into her body that was manufactured, derived, developed, or created through processes that, but for the use of aborted fetal cell line tissue could not exist. Mm. So she submitted a religious accommodation request. Her employer never once questioned the sincerity of her beliefs, never questioned whether they were in fact religious as opposed to, you know, secular or non-secular beliefs, never questioned that she was religious, never questioned that she sincerely believed that getting that vaccine would be a sin. And her last day of work was in mid-July of 2021 because that's when she left for New York and she had 12 weeks of FMLA leave. Fast forward to October 24th of 2021, Uh she finds out after waiting, you know, as her son's going through the surgery, she's fired. They denied her accommodation request. She asked if they, if she could appeal it when she came back. I mean, mind you, this woman is next to her child away from her husband, away from her daughter for eight weeks, taking care of her 14 year old boy. And while she's trying to attend to him, they say your accommodation request is denied. And she said, what can I do about this? Imagine trying to juggle that, dealing with the dark, trying to focus on your son while trying to keep your job and like provide for, not only is it your passion, but it's also your source of income. And then on top of that, they deny the ability for her to even have like a rehearing on it or even have any questions. And they fired her while she was with her son. Oh my gosh. She had everything ripped away from her. This woman peace of mind. lost everything. First and foremost, when they want to talk about what is a sincerely held religious belief, I can't think of a better example of what's sincere than someone that's willing to give up their fucking job and their entire living because they refuse to violate their sincerely held religious beliefs, point. which is protected under the First Amendment. There's a reason it's included in the First Amendment because mm-hmm. it's the most important. And thank God for the Second Amendment because without that one, we would lose the first. Mm. 
The reason I'm telling you this story is because what she did enabled me to file a suit against her employers. And with that lawsuit, there is now precedence that I didn't settle. I didn't, uh, there is a order as a matter of law Mm -hmm. that if you discriminate on the basis of COVID vaccine status Mm -hmm. and you deny someone who has sincerely held religious beliefs that prohibit them from getting a COVID vaccine, the right to an accommodation Mm -hmm. and you have no undue hardship, you are violating federal law under Title VII. It is a matter of law. It is on the books adjudicated. And this From woman, that case? Yes. Oh, congrats, man. It's sad I needed to litigate it. And she's also taking a half million dollars from that company. Had a boy. Good for her. But you know what? As as emotional as it was for me to see the joy and the relief in her eyes, just I like bet, the, the, the stress coming out, those mm. that that moment right there is what why I became a lawyer. That that's mm. all I ever want is to just just seeing her like break down and, mm. and and all she could say was thank you oh my gosh man but at the same time i am still pissed because all i can do is take a couple hundred thousand dollars from a massive corporation right and they don't give a shit they make billions they just overbill the insurance carriers that we have to pay for or they'll just gouge other patients they don't give a fuck it's money yeah. i don't want the money i want justice yeah and I want the people, and we see these as corporations. We keep saying the employer, the employer. We think about this as a theoretical body. No, mm. there is a fucking person that made the decision to do this to that woman. And I want to know who that person is. Mm. And I will not move forward with other cases in the mm. future until I actually get a face seated in a chair across mm. from me that I depose, mm. which is why... I'm going to depose Anthony Fauci in Jody O'Malley's case. Another woman. Do you know what she did? She was brave. She blew the whistle and lost everything for it. The retaliation. And she's still fighting to this day. I've represented her for three years. Wow. She's lost everything. It's been that long? Yeah. Wow. Because nobody else will stand up for someone to get into the arena a lawyer to get into the arena and actually mm. fight to make the difference. So the first thing that people can do to make a difference is stop being a little bitch, have mm. a spine and do not waver. And I promise you, if it is a genuine good faith belief and you are doing the right thing, I promise you that the Lord will reward you in mm. the end, Amen. but you cannot waver. You just need to have faith. And everyone's like, well, how do you know it's going to work? If you need to ask that question, you don't understand what faith is, my friend. Mm. And that is where we are failing. But we can actually save this country if we stop bending. Because it wasn't, you know, yeah, monsters exist. There's evil people. But they're not the ones that carried out the entirety of this COVID pandemic and all the bullshit that we went through. Mm. It was the everyday American that's just a hardworking, you know, loving person in the suburbs that just blindly followed orders and never asked questions and complied because if they didn't this shit would have gone away a long time ago and if you say you were just following orders Mm. then are you going to just equate yourself to anyone else that follows orders because that's what the guards at auschwitz were doing Mm. just following orders Mm. so think that's the second thing 
critically think stop being lazy if you have to be on your phone and you scroll after three seconds you, mm-hmm. literally our attention span has been reduced to three to five seconds because of things like reels and tiktok yeah. if there's a lot of words on the screen you don't even read it no, i can't why on to the next yeah the music but if you're not even aware that you're doing it that's the first problem now oh, i'm yeah. telling you if you're hearing me say this yeah pay attention to that because you're going to fall into that that trap a lot of people are subconsciously getting lulled into that and i understand that but if become aware of that and actually do your due diligence yeah guilty as charged if i asked you what the you know you shit you might not even know this but uh (laughs) what the what the the scientific you know compounder the you know is for water h2o good i'm i'm shocked yes you would probably die on that hill guaranteeing me that water is actually h2o but you know what? You probably don't have a clue what a hydrogen molecule looks like, let alone an oxygen molecule mm-hmm. to see the two of them together. But yet you'd bet your life water is H2O mm-hmm. and you have no fucking clue what either of those two things are. My point in saying that is verify your sources before you emotionally invest into mm-hmm. topics because you can believe things because you've heard them for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if what you've heard for so long is a lie? Yeah. And the good thing about the law is you don't need any fancy equipment. All you need to do is be able to read the English language. Yeah. And I'm not downplaying it. Yes, it's complicated. I'm not, mm. you know, I'm not, I'm not calling other people stupid. Yes, it's extremely complicated. And if anyone has questions in terms of like understanding the law, I will yeah. have, you know, DM me on Instagram. Yeah. It's, you know, Yoder underscore ESQ. Send it to me as a DM. I'll help you with that. But my point is, is that you can You're actually get to the too, root. Yeah. You can get to the root of the problem. You can get all the way to the core of the law. And then you can even go back further than what the law says to the Constitution, mm. which is why I practice constitutional law, because that document yeah. is what dictates every scintilla of freedom that any of us have. And it always will until it's gone. And once it is, we're not getting that freedom back. Wow. So that's why I care about constitutional law. Yeah. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Mm. That's why I work over a hundred hours every single week. That's why I file lawsuits against everything and everyone from the NSA to Biden, to big pharma, to yeah. health insurance carriers, to the, to, I, I don't care. I will never bat an eye to doing what is just, mm. and I will never stop fighting. But most people don't even know that there are fights to be had because we're yeah. focused on other things. So that's my that main att- take. That attention span? Just pay attention to yeah. what's going on. And I'm going to be putting this podcast out. If this isn't entertaining to you, then I don't know what is. And I don't, frankly, I don't want to know what you find entertaining <laughs> if this isn't at least somewhat entertaining to you. But point being, that's also why I'm doing this. There's a lot of other things that I would rather be doing than trying to figure out how to work all this electronic shit to record this podcast because I, I am terrible it, with yeah. it. It's, it's awful. But it's important to me yeah. to get this information out there. And that's also why we'll talk about it more next week. But I launched a nonprofit called Citizen AG because we don't have an attorney general. We have one that has a title called that, but he's not defending our rights. And if Merrick Garland will not do his job as the United States attorney general, then I damn will. And I will figure out a way yeah. to protect the citizens of this country. It's a nonprofit. I've already gotten it all the way through getting the 501c3 approval. My goal is to essentially have a nonprofit that represents people for their civil rights and liberties. Mm. You know, essentially what the ACL says it does, ACLU says it does, yeah. but we actually care about civil liberties. Citizen AG, the whole basis of this is that people 
most of the time can't afford lawyers, especially in this economy. They're expensive, man. They can be. But it's not even the lawyers. It's the litigation. The cost uh, of going to the litigation, the filing fees, the service costs, the depositions, the court reporters. The, yeah. It's extremely expensive. The expert reports. Oh. There's so much that goes into the cost of litigation. People just think, oh, litigation, lawsuits, lawyers. Lawyers are all rich. They get all this money. No. There is a ton of money that needs to be invested into the fight. It's uh, like going to a race and you can have the yeah. best driver and the fastest car, mm. but you don't have anyone to give you money for gas and you're out. Mm. You could win the race. You could win everything if you had a little help. Yeah. But no one wants to give you money for gas because all they see is that you're the best driver and that's the fastest car. They forget yeah. the fact that you need to be able to get the car to the finish line. People just think that lawyers are all greedy. I am the least greedy lawyer in this country. I, can't I do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pro bono hours. Yeah. yeah. I'd say thousand, honestly, man. I mean, not a year, but I've definitely done over a thousand hours because I, I don't litigate to make money. Right. I need money so that I can litigate Yeah, because what... that is what's going to save this country. Yeah. The fights in the courts, I've held them up. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the constitution has been pretty damaged, but the one thing that has never gotten even a dent on it is the freedom of religion. And in fact, that is the number one saving grace that has kept people alive in this country who did not have to get vaccinated because of that freedom of religion. That is the fundamental reason that we are where we are in 2024 and we are not just steamrolled by now. Because of... The freedom of religion and people exercising their rights. Yeah. That is the fundamental reason that we are where we are. And my faith in God will never get me to stop fighting. But I can't fight if I don't have a sword, if yeah. I don't have a client that's brave enough for me to go to court. Yeah. And there are other lawyers I know that are capable and willing to do this, but they're in the same position. Yeah. That is why Citizen AG is going to be a game changer. That is why I want this to work. We need to have a resource where people can get educated on their rights. We need a resource yeah. where people can learn about the law. And we need a resource where people can go to the courts and fight on their behalves because sometimes people have the best fact pattern hmm. that could just make a groundbreaking change, but they like can't in, afford a lawyer. Okay. Like in their life, their situation, that's what you mean their by fact pattern? Their specific fact pattern. Okay. Can make a difference. Yeah. But they can't afford the lawyer. Yeah. And my well has literally ran dry. Yeah. I have invested so much of my own personal money into litigating cases. Yeah. That, so to, to, expand on what you were talking about earlier of saying lawyers are expensive. I, the only dealings I've had with lawyers are divorce lawyers and you, you pay into something and then it just kind of like goes away. And then you're like kind of still stuck at like ground, you know, home base, but that's not what you're talking about with litigation. The litigation costs for what, for what citizen AG is doing is it's, it's, you're not talking about raising a ton of money to pay the lawyers. It's what actually costs money to take the, the person who's been had their rights. Take violated. the car to the finish. Okay. okay. $402 is what it costs to file a federal lawsuit. Depending on the number of defendants, it ranges from anywhere between 75 to $185 for service of process. Most of the time it's probably around 75 to $85 okay. per defendant. From there, then if you go through the motions and briefing and things like that, you get through everything, you get into discovery. Now you need to produce all these documents. You need mm -hmm. to produce all this stuff. And a lot of it sometimes is so voluminous that you need to actually serve it electronically. But to organize it in a way that is permissible under certain court orders, they have ESI orders, which is electronically stored information. You need to hire an e-discovery expert to have them consolidate, Oof. organize this stuff. That's ten grand. 
Then if you get through that, then they're going to want to take depositions of your clients. And most of the time, we're the ones suing big corporations. So they have right. deep pockets, right? A deposition. So now I have to pay for both my, you know, the attorney uh -huh. to get to the deposition. You have to pay for the court reporter to take the notes, the videographer to be there. You have to pay to get page by page by page of the transcript. Every single page is like 75 cents at some places. So you have to pay for every single page of every deposition transcript. You have to note the depositions. Then you go through depositions and, you know, a court reporter for a two hour deposition is probably going to be anywhere between 1500 to two grand. If there's that's, really? that's per witness, you need more than one witness in a case. Okay, so if I have 10 witnesses and I do 10 depositions and I get their transcripts, I have court reporters and I have this videographer there. Yeah. 40 grand right there. Easy. That's crazy. And then if I need an expert witness to testify about causation or medical related right. things or the vaccine. Okay, well, first off, it's going to cost me a lot of money to get them to write a report because I have to pay for their time to read all the records. I have to, for oh, them to get apprised really? of the facts, for them to source out every single study that they're relying upon. So now we're going to talk anywhere between 10 to 30,000 30, is the highest expert report I've ever had, and it was extremely well done. Most of them are probably around 7,500 to, to 15,000 per expert report. So you get the expert reports on the vaccine, but then if it's something with COVID, let's say you need more than one. You need an, an internal medicine expert. You need someone that actually understands the, 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 the pharmaceutical components that are in the vaccines, how they react with the body. Then you need to know the treatment mechanisms. How do you mitigate infectious diseases? So you need an infectious disease expert. And so these just are all different experts that you have yeah, to have. And every time I say for. expert, think about ballpark it. 10 grand for the report then the defendant's going to try to challenge them under what's called a daubert motion so they're going to file all these motions back and forth over their credentials you're going to have to fight to say that your expert is qualified to testify so now you're going back and forth over that and then they're going to depose your expert you have to go back to that to defend it you need the court reporter you have to pay to get the transcript after that so we're talking right now we're standard case this is six so figures expensive. deep six this figures is... deep in a standard case and that it, okay, and that thank you for explaining that because I didn't even know that because when, and that's not with a dollar litigation. and that's not with a dollar. I just what I just explained to you is going right. to probably be anywhere between 150 to 300 hours of legal time. Right. That's what I just described to you doesn't even count for one dollar going to the lawyer. Wow. And you still need to pay for them to live. Yeah. They have a staff. They have a family. And I'm not just speaking about me. I'm saying lawyers in general. If the nation wants to see something happen, we need lawyers who can fight for us. Yeah. And there's not many of us Yeah, that are willing and able. There's a lot of people willing, perhaps aren't able. And there's a lot of people that are able and they're on the wrong side of this. And a lot of them are just burnt out because I am so close to being burnt out. Mm. The number of times I have just... That's broken That's down with stress oh, over the volume of cases I've taken on, but I just right. cannot bring myself to abandon this fight for the people of this country and for God. He put me here for a reason. Mm. So speaking of that, I want to just heavy, segue over into saying next week we have something big coming. We're going to not only just bring in one of my former clients, uh, on, but he's actually one of my best friends. So, uh, we're going to have him on next week. He's a former Marine. He just got out in November successfully with an honorable discharge without getting a vaccine because he fought, Damn, man. Secondly, we're also going to start talking about some of those cases that citizen AG has brewing. Cause we have yeah. a few big ones yeah. that we're going to drop 
And oh, yeah. the first case that we're going to be bringing is going to be Citizen AG versus USAG because I'm going after Garland, the FBI, and the DOJ. So tune in again really? next week, guys. We're going to drop this For information. The debut. Then. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Citizen <laughs> AG versus USAG. Really, get, you know, jumping in at the shallow end, as it were. The only thing shallow <laughs> is the people in Washington. It's not me, my friend. I'm going to uh, pull a Hunter Biden and go. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Tune in next I week. Wish-